name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypnobirthing Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome back to episode 20 of the podcast. I am here today with a really exciting episode which features a guest. Her name is Rebecca Oxterby and she is an author. And she has written a book called Mum's the Word um, and she actually has just written Mum's the Word Two, which I believe is out soon or is available for pre-order at the moment. I will put her Instagram link into the details of the episode. But she has come on to talk all about her positive cesarean experience. So she found out quite late in her pregnancy that her baby was breech and that she, although could deliver vaginally, um, the best option for her would be to have a cesarean section. So after studying hypnobirthing and preparing for a vaginal delivery she felt a little bit sad that she had to change her plan but she went on and had a really positive experience thanks to hypnobirthing so she is here today to talk all about her positive cesarean story so here she is so hello bex thank you so much for coming onto the podcast Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's such a pleasure. I love listening to the podcast. So being a guest is a real, uh, it's a real honour. Thank you so much. It's lovely to have you on. And yes, it's always nice to have a a variety of different people, but like stories as well. And, you know, different insights into hypnobirthing and things like that. It's always really helpful to have a big variety. So thank you so much. So tell me a little bit uh, about yourself. Um, so I'm Bex. I am mum to Isabel, who is 21 months old now. She was born June 2019. Wife to Danny. We've been together since we were 16. Um, oh, so almost same. half my life. Yeah, same really weird. My husband. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh my god, and then you think, God, that's literally half of my life now. I know. Um, it's crazy. By day, I am the clinical lead for the stroke service at our hospital in Liverpool and author I guess by night um so I've written a book called mum's the word the shit nobody tells you about parenthood (laughs) and then another book which is coming out the follow-on from that which is coming out in May brilliant I have read the first one and I it was very funny I didn't intend to read it all so quickly but I (laughs) it's very easy to read and I think just once I started it I was like I want to because it's it's written in like alphabet form isn't it yeah so it's really easy to read you know because you're just um, reading each kind of letter there's different things under each letter (laughs) yeah I'm not sure if I'm making this out to um (laughs) to sound how it is but yeah so it's kind of very easy to read and I kept just reading each page and then before I knew it I read all of it and I think I read it all in a matter of like a few hours I read it so fast Uh, but I was really laughing at lots of parts and it is very true yeah I think I wanted to get something it was never really intended to be a book actually it was kind of me having a breakdown on paper and then I shared it with a few mum friends and they were like this is this is the truth you need to share this with people so I really appreciate it when I get feedback like that because it probably is a bit brutal and a little bit sweary and maybe not for everybody but but feedback like that is lovely and I really appreciate it thank you. That's okay. I I really particularly laughed at the um the part about um your husband not hearing the baby crying. Mm, and funny I think that, isn't that it? Is very true <laughs> in lots of households. <laughs> 
can definitely relate to that one. <laughs> he still does that now. Like oh. every night I say that she can be mommy, daddy shouting. Yep. And he can't hear that at all, funnily enough. And then as soon as I get out of bed, <laughs> he does that little, oh, 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 do you want me to? G-? And I'm like, no, forget it. It's too yeah. late now. Trying to screw half, you. Half trying to get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. I also like in the morning, they go, everyone slept really well, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, no. oh I had a lovely night. <laughs> yeah. Did she get up in the night? Yeah, 12 times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't notice any of them. So, yeah, it, it's very true. So I would, yeah, totally, um, totally recommend as a, a preparation for the realities of, of parenthood, definitely. Thank so, you. You're here to tell your story about your positive cesarean um, experience, which is fantastic. It is Cesarean Awareness Month. We're in April. And yes, this month is all about raising awareness for cesarean birth, which is fantastic. As I always say, birth is birth. It doesn't matter how it happens. Every type of birth is incredible and amazing. So it's brilliant to have you come on and talk about your positive experience. So yeah. what what was it? firstly that made you want to do hypnobirthing so when you first found out you were pregnant what what is it that attracted you to hypnobirthing it's strange isn't it because you'll know as much as everybody else there's always this common misconception about hypnobirthing being kind of a hippie yoga yeah flare bell bottom kind of (laughs) thing and that's so not me and no, when it's not I, me either. It, I know, no. yeah, I know. And when I was listening to um, it was Giovanna Fletcher's podcast actually. When I very first out, found out that I was pregnant, I remember I was lying on a beach in Dubai with my husband. I was six weeks pregnant. Do you remember when we could travel? And <laughs> yeah, when when was that? Was like a, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and um, I was just it, I was first getting into podcasts, so I listened to Happy Mom, Happy Baby, and she was talking about how her and Tom did this thing and they were doing affirmations and they were practicing reading out things to one another and I thought Mm. that's not for me and then the more I listened to her and the way that it empowered her to control her birth and what was actually a really scary time for some people Mm. I thought god this will give me the type a personality the ability to control something that I have no control over and that was just a real appeal to me for me to be able to take some kind of onus on what I can do to prepare because ultimately birth is is an experience that we can't control and I'm Mm. quite honest about that in the book and I'll go on to why I think we can't control it in a minute but (laughs) the fact that I was able to do something that let me feel a bit more like I had the reins was really powerful I think and also it's not rocket science. When no. you strip it right back, it was like, oh, this actually makes sense. And it's it scientifically makes sense. It's not hippie voodoo like everybody makes out. And I kind of, I really want them to change the name because I know. hypno doesn't fit with anything. But it's yeah. very, it's just very logical. And I've, I'm sure I've probably said it on the podcast before, but um, when I was doing my teacher training, the, um, the, lady teaching has likened it to like organic fruit so you know Mm. you think organic fruit is something so special you're buying organic fruit but it's just fruit before we (laughs) messed around with it so actually hypnobirthing is just birth before we got involved and now it feels like hypnobirthing something really special and something really weird but actually it's just 
what birth has always been. Yeah. And I guess that's why I wanted to talk to you specifically was because I planned the whole hypnobirth and I did Siobhan Miller's book back to back. I listened to all of the stuff. I went to the class and then at 36 weeks, I got told that Isabel was breech and wasn't for turning. So they, they give you an option to try and turn her and she just wasn't in a position where they would be able to safely do it they were very cautious and they were very worried about it and they said you can still have a vaginal birth but it will put the baby at 12 times increased risk in comparison to if you have a c-section the c-section is less safe for you but the the vaginal birth is less safe for the baby so you have no choice there like the baby comes Mm -hmm. first and in that situation, a, a section was kind of on the cards. She didn't turn and we got to 39 and 6, had a planned section. And it, I guess in those three weeks before Isabel was born, I really grieved the water birth with the candles mm. and the hypnobirthing and the affirmations because that's what I'd planned in my head and that's what the book told me I would get. That's understandable, I, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why I wanted to speak to you and to your mm-hmm. listeners is to say even if it goes tits up in that way you can yeah. still do the hypnobirth and you can still put everything in place that you've practiced and make this a beautiful birth my Definitely. birth I'd literally would argue that my birth was one of the most beautiful things because I didn't have the labor and I, I kind of in a way I grieve that because I think that is a part of the rush, isn't it? That's what you see on yeah. the TV where you get yeah. woken up in the middle of the night and have to get rushed into hospital. But <laughs> it can still be okay and it can still be calm and you can still be in control even if you have to go and have major abdominal surgery. Definitely. You know, I think a lot of people, probably in your position, you know, who who find out just before that they need to have a, a cesarean, you know, it's completely understandable that you would grieve that. Um, and also people who end up on the day having an unplanned cesarean, you know, mm. quite rightly, a lot of them most probably grieve it afterwards as well. And it's important to let yourself do that because it is something that you've been looking towards and preparing yeah. for mentally. And to have that taken away as an option, then is definitely important to let yourself feel all of those things if that ends mm. up happening. One of the things I really try to talk about when I'm teaching people is that it really importantly hypnobirthing isn't a certain birth and it, it doesn't have to be the home water birth with no pain relief you know that is not what hypnobirthing is it can be any type of birth it can be elective cesareans unplanned cesareans hospital births with all the pain med whatever it is as long as you are the one that is taking control of it and so I suppose a cesarean can be really positive because you are still taking some form of control over your birth in that respect. You know, you are still planning for that cesarean once you find out you need it. Or, you know, I always encourage people to put um, a cesarean plan into their birth preferences just in case um, so that they still have some form of control over it. Yeah, I actually did that. Um, Again, I suppose... Looking back now, I think, oh, God, that birth plan. It was mm-hmm. so beautiful. And then it pretty much got thrown out the window. Nobody ever saw it. Um, right, yeah. But I did put a, a section section on it yeah. where we said our preferences. And that Siobhan Miller book does have nice things. Right? Or oh, Positive Birth Company has nice little 
pictures that you can use so it's oh, really easy to see yeah um so I used a lot of them and it says like you can choose whether you want to be internally assessed and how often and who you want in the room whether you want students and stuff so it's quite mm-hmm. easy to say but for me I put on the section part of it if all of this happens I still want it to be as calm as possible I want to have the drapes down I want to be able yeah. to watch I want it to be filmed we were really lucky because we were able to take in our own speaker and have our mute, our playlist on and I didn't have kind of waves or relaxing music I just had my music that makes me relax so you can kind of take it whatever way you want I guess but for me it was me being in control me being to be able to say to the anesthetist can you film this yet can you put that music on yet and then that be my environment even though it was a very clinical environment with hundreds of people I was still the boss in that room and you have created that environment that is important to you and that was my birth environment and it was very different to everybody else's. And I filmed, well, they, the anaesthetist filmed Isabel's birth. And when I watch it back now, it's actually quite, because she's breech, she kind of got stuck a little bit. And you know, I've, I've, see, to, I've seen it. it yeah. It's amazing. Like, it's an amazing video. Like, it's incredible to see it. Up, like, but up, isn't it a bit like scary? Like, yeah, her, her head, head does stuck yeah. for, what, 20 seconds or something? Yeah. I did not know about that at the time. And I was sitting watching it, and I was so calm that yeah. that didn't phase me at all. Yeah. And I think that is a true reflection of how the hypnobirthing worked for me because yeah. I was just so calm and in the zone and relaxed that that didn't stress me out even though I was very very aware of everything that was going on you can't see the panic in our face at all no it's a very you know calm video despite what's happening you know in terms of it actually being surgery and you know major surgery it's a very calm video and it's actually just incredible to watch because you know you see it's just very real and Yeah. yeah amazing and how incredible that you have that positive memory of it I had a yeah. um a friend who had an elective cesarean as well and she had you know similar to you she'd done hypnobirthing and had um kind of planned it all how she wanted it and yes yeah, similar you know they had the screen down and she had um Lion King or um uh, just Disney in general I think actually playing because she's a really big Disney fan um, yeah. as he was born so you know you ca- it can be completely what what you make it and it's all in the the preparation so even if you're not expecting a cesarean definitely worth preparing for it and it doesn't mean it's going to happen but yeah you'd much rather have that say you know just in case it does happen and I think there are always going to be times when it's not completely under your control because as we know with birth things can change but take what you can out of it and use that to your advantage I think I'm really lucky and I know that there will be situations where you might not be able to have your partner in or you might not be able to film it because it is more of an emergency mm-hmm. but I still think there's a lot to be said for you as a person utilizing those strategies to be able to maximize your own sanity and relaxation in that moment I think definitely you know the breathing the listening to the relaxations you could do that right before you go in yeah you've got that that breathing technique that helps you to remain calm and all of those things definitely help towards getting you into that right headspace even if as you said it's you know unplanned or anything like that it can still 
definitely help you to remain calm. So what would your top tips be for achieving a positive cesarean? And for, for, I guess, for somebody who's planning one, but also somebody that perhaps is not planning one, just for somebody to put into their birth preferences type thing. I think definitely have a, a real think about if it's I think the planned stuff is easier mm. if you are able to have a planned section either by preference or because you've got a breech child or multiples or whatever utilize the ability to personalize it so for me having my own music on having Danny there and being able to watch it and being able to set that out beforehand so you have the discussion where you say, would you like to drop the screen? Would you like to watch the whole thing between you and your partner gives you that real control. So all of the decisions to make were already done. Like he was still able to go and cut the cord. Yeah. He then got to hold her and she got put on me straight away. You're allowed to do skin to skin in C-sections and nobody tells you that. So for me, I took all of my arms out of, because You've got to remember it's surgery. So you've still got your blood pressure cuff on. You've still got cannulas in. And one of your arms is out to the side and you're not able to move it. So that was really irritating to me because I wanted to hold her. But the other arm was out and she was able to go straight to the breast. Yeah. And get that real skin to skin as if it was a natural birth and she'd been lifted up straight onto me. So all of those things you can say. Don't be scared to ask those questions. You can ask for your gown to be put on backwards because obviously it opens at the back. So that allows that skin to skin. And also, um, I believe you can ask for like the pads that go onto your chest to be put onto your back or onto the side of your chest. Again, skin to skin. And the other thing I believe you can also request is for the oxygen you have the oxygen monitor on your finger Uh Um, you can ask for it to be put on your toe Um, and I would definitely do that if I were to do that again that's what I would do because that was because my arm was out with the cannula in and the blood pressure cuff and that on my finger I felt like there was so much stuff on that arm that I couldn't I couldn't move it but you can and I think yeah like if you can get everything as far away from you as possible just yeah. just explore it like if you're going for a plan section you will meet with the consultant where you can say look I really yeah. I'm in I really want to explore this being as natural as possible how can we utilize that there's one thing that I wasn't able to do with Isabel because she was breech so she came out bum first even out of the stomach yeah and that was let her crawl up and out mm. And I've seen that on the internet and that is phenomenal. If you can watch a baby do a natural, gentle C-section, they can come straight out and come up to your breast. I would explore whether that is possible and it depends on the reason why you're having a section, obviously. In terms of an emergency section or an unplanned section, there is less flexibility because it was obviously not planned. You will be pushed to the front of the queue so people like me will be pushed behind so that you can get your section in as soon as possible because obviously the the birth isn't going as planned but still if you can have your partner there amazing I think the most important thing for that is for you to be utilize the hypnobirthing skills that you've developed and a lot of that will be just doing your breathing because you might not have your music there you might not have your partner to kind of rub you back or whatever it was that was working for you yeah but 
utilize the breathing and remember that you are still in control of this and everybody else who's around you even though that might not be what your intentions were all have the best intentions of you and the baby being safe and as long as you know that that's the priority you can then still take control of looking after yourself because they are looking after the baby now yeah that's good advice actually yeah you know those people are there to do the best for the baby obviously that's what they're there for um so you can yeah prioritize yourself and it's important to consider all of those things because it all impacts how we feel afterwards and and things like that as well doesn't it so do you have any tips on recovering from a cesarean the recovery is tough and I, I speak about this in the book and I say look I really struggled with that because you have had major abdominal surgery and there's no two ways about it you're gonna need to be really kind to yourself one of the things that they do make you do I think for every section actually is have an oxyparin injection so they are blood thinning medication to stop you from getting blood clots because obviously you've had surgery and then you're predominantly sitting on your backside so they go into your tummy every day. Danny used to do it at six o'clock and he used to walk in with his little needle and his little <laughs> doctor's hat on. And um, and it that really hurts. They do oh, no. really hurt. I'm not going to lie, they really hurt. So still remember, even though the birth bit is done, still remember that hypnobirthing exists because I used yeah. to do that to calm me down and get through that because you can feel all the pain then it's not really painful it's just stingy like an injection but into the fat of your stomach so that's what I used it's good that you can use hypnobirthing in general life yeah you know I use it I use the breathing as well sometimes I think it's all about being nice to yourself isn't it I am very uh, it's a weird time because of covid utilize your visitors and only let your visitors come if they know how to make themselves a brew Mm-hmm. they bring biscuits and they will bring you dinner because I had every Tom, Dick and Harry come through this door to hold the baby to come and have cuddles and sit and wait for me to make them a cup of tea yeah this, this you can't, you can't do that lot. after a section you can't no you can't and I think uh, you I mean my, so my last episode was on the fourth trimester so I touched mm. on this but I think before you have children you don't always really think about it but yeah now you know now having children it's something that I'm really aware of that actually that they don't need to be the one making me tea and and things yeah. like that it's me that should be doing that or offering to put a cl- load of clothes in the wash or something like yeah. that and I guess say if your friends are pregnant or something and you don't feel like you're close enough to put their clothes in the wash or make them a brew you're not meant to be there at that time yeah because it's such a raw time yeah and I think put it put the ball in their court and say we're always here to come round and to give you a hand you let me know when yeah we should definitely be kinder to ourselves I think and take just that extra bit of time to just recover properly actually because a lot of us I think don't okay so this probably goes without saying but would you recommend hypnobirthing and even to those people who are planning a cesarean? Yes, I think I know the people who will be listening to this will be more inclined to have hypnobirthing in their mind. But for me, it's really important to spread that word of 
this is not hippy dippy voodoo stuff this mm-hmm. is common sense and actually it's a really powerful tool that you can have for somebody who like me for example I'm a very type a personality I say so like very focused on success and very driven and very ambitious and don't stop for anything and it's quite exhausting to be me (laughs) but that allowed me time to just be with myself and that's really it's a really really important skill and you might think no it's definitely not something that I'm going to be into but it it changed my whole mindset and I know I said to you before we came on I think about my next child and I I don't know which way I'd like to go in terms of whether I'd like another section or a V back just because I've never had that experience yeah but either way I will be using hypnobirthing and I think I am scared of pain and I am scared of the unknown but the hypnobirthing is the one thing that gives me the courage to explore either option it gives you that confidence no matter you know how how your birth happens yeah brilliant well thank you for sharing your story and thank you very much for having me I do have a previous episode about c-section so it's just about um how to create a positive birth experience with a cesarean but it's lovely having somebody on who has you know had a very positive cesarean experience because and, and I always say when circumstances change choices change so sometimes things do crop up at the end of your pregnancy that might mean your choices change um, in regards to how you have your baby. And so cesarean is an absolutely great option. And we're so lucky that we have it as an option. It is, you know, one of the safest surgeries we can have, you know, we're incredibly lucky. And as I said, at the beginning, birth is birth. So, you know, it is still giving birth. It is incredible. It's, it's no easier than um, giving birth vaginally, in fact, people argue the opposite. So however it happens, it's amazing. And it's just important to hear all sides and to hear the positive, you know, hear the positive vaginal birth stories, but to hear the positive cesarean stories as well, so that we have a proper picture about how birth can look, no matter how it happens, um, and, and plan for that and prepare for it. Yeah. And I think we have a phenomenal NHS service. We really, really do. We're so lucky. And as, as a member of the NHS staff, it's really important for me to stress how important it is to ask those questions. We are, Mm. our entire focus is on patient led care. So you can say, can I have a playlist on? Can I have the drapes down? Can I have my husband in? Can I have my mum sitting in the waiting room? Because I'd Mm. love my mum to be there all of these things just ask because it's your birth even if you feel like the chance to have a vaginal birth being taken away this is still your birth and that's the most important thing that I think anyone can take away from being driven down the road of a cesarean I think definitely yeah I always try to tell people ultimately their birth is their responsibility so it is you know it is their birth and it is yeah up to them to ask those questions and to find out what their options are and I think the issue we have is that just so many people don't realize that they can ask these questions so it's mm. it's kind of trying to inform people that they they can and that ultimately the decisions are theirs and so it's really important to yeah to ask for all of the options, you know, can, can I have the lights dimmed at my head while you're cutting, yeah. cutting me open, um, lower down, just ask the, the worst thing that 
they will say is no. And the best thing they will say is yes. And then um, you will get what you want. So absolutely ask those questions and, um, you know, take take that power um, and take control of it. Perfect. Well, yes, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on. It's been, um, yeah, it's been really lovely to chat to you. And I'm sure we could have talked probably all day. (laughs) (laughs) That's my problem. People are like, right, Beck, so I'm going to have to cut you off now because you're speaking for an hour and a half and we've only got (laughs) half an hour podcast. And I'm like, oh, I'm really, really sorry. (laughs) Um, I really appreciate it. And I think a lot of the time I have been asked to go on to podcast to talk about the book but for me this was really important to talk about that experience as a mother and as somebody who yeah. I know that there will be people listening to you and thinking right well mine's gone to shit now because I've got to have a section and that's not the case I think it's a really important message definitely it absolutely is no it's it's brilliant to to come on and talk about that because there will be so many people who have to think about this and you know it, it's definitely good to think about yeah fab perfect well thank thank you you very much so I hope that you have enjoyed listening to Rebecca's positive cesarean story I think it's just really positive and shows that you know sometimes circumstances do change in pregnancy and so that means that our choices change but as long as you're prepared and you know all of your options then it can still be a really positive change and a positive experience for you I will be back with a new episode in two weeks time and it is going to be all about what to put in your birth bag, aka the hospital bag or the just in case bag for those people planning a home birth. Um, So yeah, I will be back in two weeks time and I hope you all have a lovely two weeks. Speak to you soon.